Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Sports Day. For Kia, the seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Welcome to Sports Day SA. It's Monday. We've had a massive weekend of sport. We've got lots coming in the next hour. My name's Paul Bonzer, and with me today, only Monday, the Brownlow medalist all the way from uh, his bedroom, it's Adam Cooney. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Coons? Well, if you look around, you'd know that it's not my bedroom. It's actually my 10-year-old daughter's bedroom because there's photos of all sorts of artists that I don't even know the names of. I think Billie Eilish is up there with one of them. But there's a photo of Bailey Smith uh, with his top off uh, up there. Sounds which like, is, you know, it's, it's sounds like your bedroom. Sounds like your bedroom. <laughs> no, sounds, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm who's a Bailey a, Smith fan. Yeah, but, um, maybe not that yeah, much. Who's, <laughs> Who's not? Uh, when, right. With a rig like that, reminds me of myself when I used to play for the dogs. Uh, fantastic. You can be part of the show on the Weeks Open line. Discover exceptional customer service. Weeks Homes. Discover different. 0427 154 166. That's the text line. Or you can phone in 1300 736 736. Later in the show, Coons, we're going to speak to Tim Silvers from the Adelaide Crows, the CEO of the Adelaide Crows, had a chance to catch up with him earlier today. So um, really good chat. And he'll chat about uh, the, the way the club's going and the draft and the gather round and it's all happening. Um, and uh, But let's get on to our hot topic, which is brought to us by Repco Authorised Service Centre. You can rely on your local Repco Authorised Service Centre for expert car service. Nowhere else to go. Book online now at repcoservice.com. The gather round is here it's been announced and it'll kick off on thursday the 13th of april as the crows take on the blues good first up game i like it i'm, I'm having a look through this fixture and generally there's going to be two or three games a weekend that if it was anywhere else around australia you wouldn't be too interested in so i like that how they've gone regional with a couple of the games but majority of them are at adelaide oval i think it's a cracker thursday night footy i love it i Love to see it every week in the fixture all season. So I love that they're kicking off gather round. I think there's going to be a lot more Thursday night games this year, which is yeah. great. And, and the uh, Crows, seven ten start. Yeah, and the Crows beat Carlton this year, so uh, yep. Carlton have got a point to prove when they come back to town and in gather round. Well, spot on. They've got uh, more than a point to prove just um, to beat the Adelaide Crows. I think they uh, they got knocked out in round twenty three last year with that massive game against Collingwood. Most thought that they would make the finals and possibly even win one or two. I said they were a smoky to win the flag at one stage throughout the year and they didn't even get there. So it was a, a, a dramatic tail off, I suppose, towards the end of the year. Um, but th they'll have a point to prove to, to make finals. I think they'll be a very, very strong side this year, Carlton. So the, the Crows will be up against it on Thursday night. The double header 
uh, on Friday. Frio, Gold Coast, Norwood Oval. They've sort of buried that one in there at 4.40, haven't they? Um, how many do you think they'll get to Frio and Gold Coast? Neutral oh, supporters? Look, look, I don't know. I think Norwood Oval, there'll be a bit of, uh, I guess, people in the Norwood area might go along. I think they might get maybe five to ten. Yeah, I think that would be uh, very thousand, optimistic. Thousand. Five to th- oh, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's that's pretty optimistic. Five to ten thousand. Uh, if they get sort of three to four thousand, I think they'd be reasonably happy with that. But I suppose people knock off work early on the Friday, have a couple of cans, and then venture down to Norwood Oval at four forty is a, a bit of a cracker. Then you can go over to the Adelaide Oval and watch what will be a ripping encounter, and that is the Tigers and the Sydney Swans. I think they will get a decent crowd in for that one. Seven forty. On the Friday night. That's a, a very nice way. Very good first three games to start the weekend of Gather Round. Are you a fan of it? Uh, I'm a massive fan. And um, Norwood Oval had some redevelopment there as well. They've got LED signage around the Oval now and they've just put in new LED lighting as well. So um, they've just got to work a little bit on the surface. It got hacked up a bit uh, last year, but I'm sure that'll be fine by April next year. Um, one thing, just going back on that Friday game, uh, Frio and Gold Coast, that'll be uh, about 3 p.m. WA time for the Frio fans. So they might have to knock off early on the Friday and uh, watch their team. I think about 80% of Western Australia don't even work on the Friday anyway. So <laughs> they should be right. And there'll be no no worries at all watching that one. Yeah, they, uh, they're pretty casual over there in the West. So, no, I think that'll there'll be no dramas at all there. There's a couple of other big games too. Essendon Melbourne at the Adelaide Oval on the Saturday afternoon at 3.40. Big one. Um, Port Adelaide and Western Bulldogs. They've had some, some great games together, some big ones over the last few years on the, on the Saturday night. So uh, And then Mount Barker. Gets yes. a run, uh, Brisbane North Melbourne, which will uh, which will be a, a classic encounter. Have you seen the deck? Do you know what sort I, of condition it is at Mount Barker? I haven't seen the deck, but I know uh, that it was purpose built for AFL footy, and uh, it's about uh, very similar size to the MCG. But Beautiful. the surface up there, I've heard, is elite. So the actual oh, right. uh, surface itself would be great. And and yeah, Mount Barker. It's about you know what is it about? 40 minutes, 45 minutes yeah. from Adelaide. It's an not, easy not drive. Far. Yeah, very easy drive up the freeway. And then Sunday, three more games, Geelong West Coast at Adelaide Oval, uh, Greater Western Sydney and oh, Mighty Hawks at Norwood Oval and Collingwood St Kilda to finish off. That's going to be a belter as well. Yeah, good. Oh, I sent you, you're a Hawthorne fan. I yes, sent man. you said yeah. the, the Mighty Hawks. Yeah, yeah, no, I've been, been a Hawthorne <laughs> man all my life. How Thought do you it, think they'll go next year? Um, they'll be better. <laughs> Slightly better. <laughs> Marginally, I, I don't think they're playing finals next year, but it's not that far away. I like Sammy. Mm. Sammy yeah, Mitchell doing a good job there. He's not scared to uh, make some big decisions, and I like the way that he's coaching too. It's a pretty positive style that they're playing. So hopefully mm. they do have some success because they've been starved of it for what is it now seven years since they've won a flag. Yeah, we got three in a row though, so can't be too mm. greedy. It's probably enough for a lifetime, I would have thought. <laughs> uh, we've got a couple of texts in uh, as well, Keynes. I know you can't see them, but uh, Mario from Maslin's Beach, one of the big supporters of uh, SENSA, is calling the port draw is called a Hinkley killer. Doesn't like Ooh. the way ports draw because obviously the whole fixtures come out. Yep. Well, well, they've got – so the double-up games are against Adelaide. Which you'd probably back them in to win both yep. of those. Collingwood's going to be tough. Essendon 
who knows where they're at. That's a potential that they win both of those. Geelong is obviously going to be a huge challenge. Richmond are a question mark side. Do they bounce again next year or do they slowly uh, keep that decline with some of their older players? And then they've got the Dogs who you don't know what you're going to get with the Western Bulldogs no, from, from week to week. So, I mean, it can work on uh, on, on two levels. If, if the Dogs are off, if Richmond decline, if Essendon um, take a little bit of time with a new coach then, and you beat Adelaide twice, well, you're looking at winning majority of those double-up games and, and who knows from there. What they can't do, Port Adelaide, is start zipping five no. in season 2023 because that will be a Kenny killer, Mario. It will be. Uh, and Mario's chipped in as well, thinks that the uh, Friday night game, a gather round with Frio Gold Coast, is the matchup of the best two club songs. I think uh, might have t- tongue in cheek <laughs> well, clearly there, Mario. <laughs> they've changed the Frio song a bit, haven't they? They've they got some fancy band to sing it on the top yeah. of the Optus yeah. Stadium and it just doesn't have the oomph that it used to. Uh, no, did it have oomph once? I'm not <laughs> sure. Free oh heave ho. <laughs> I'm not sure. Hey, let's no, talk about the Test cricket. Aussies far too good for the West Indies. They win by 418 runs. Travis Head tragically run out for 175. Poor man. Mm. Man of the match. He uh, 175 plus 38. Not out in the second. Um, were you watching when Scott Boland bowled his first over in that second <laughs> Well, I've seen all the highlights, but I'll tell you, you think it was tra- tragic that Travi Head got run out at 175. I have a punter's club, and it was my bet this week, and I thought, well, I'm going to steer away from the horses. I'm going to go down the cricket path. And there was a, a special on. It was called uh, Any Player Bingo. So three out of the five players that they had selected had to score 50 runs. Right. And it was Labashane, Smith, Travi Head and the two West Indian openers, Braithwaite and um, little Shanderpaul Jr. Yes. So Smith got out for a duck, Labashane and Head cruised through to their 50. So I'm thinking, oh, I'm, I'm a good chance here because Shanderpaul's in, been in really good touch. Yes. So I'm getting, I'm crowing in the, in the group chat as Shanderpaul's nearing his 50. Got to 47 on the second night, had to sleep on it. And then I thought, well, I'm going to saddle up here on the couch, watch him cruise through, because it was six bucks. So there was a little bit of chicken oh, on the nice. bone. So I'm, nice. And I'm in the group chat, crowing away, watch this boy's ready to go first over of the day. He runs himself out for 47. <laughs> and he looked home too. Flat, I was like, as flat as flat. Mitch Stark, you would have been going, oh, no, he's home. He's home. He's home. Because Mitch Stark thought he was... You know, he yeah. Well, back he to didn't even celebrate, did he? No. Started what he said. No, nah, that's not out. And uh, yeah. replay. Oh, sorry, Coons. There goes so the catch. It was devastating. It's for, he wasn't in the biggest rush to get back, though, was he, <laughs> Shandapol? He just sort of cruised along. It was like the Titanic doing yeah. a three-point turn to get back into his crease. So, And after that, I turned it off. I couldn't watch anymore. So I didn't even see Scotty Boland's three-wicket maiden. But it was... Uh, it was a it was a devastating afternoon for yes. me and the punters club and they were they were a bit flat with with Shanderpaul Junior. Wasn't a bad bet though. I don't I don't mind saying that's pretty. Yeah, good. It was a good Six one, bucks. wasn't it? Yeah, oh, a sneaky I, one. Bit I, of I, chicken on it. I would have taken a bit of that, I reckon. Um, Alex Carey, want to mention him as well. Obviously, uh, six catches in the second innings. That ties a record with about four other keepers to take six in an innings and nine for the game. So nine Alex for the Carey game. had um, had a good game as well. And the first test against South Africa starts on Saturday at the Gabba. So uh, Hazelwood and Cummins both locked in, available to no, play? Because no, announced today that Hazelwood is out of that side. So they've right, kept... So Scotty Boland keeps his place? Boland, yeah, I think Boland stays in the in the 11. I think Nisa 
misses out and have also didn't do a lot wrong either, did he? No, no. <laughs> so I think I think those you got to play Scott Poland. Yeah, yeah. Are they going to end up at the end of their careers in a similar vein to sort of Stuart McGill, like walk-up starters for any other side? around the world, but unfortunately we've got Hazelwood, Cummins and Stark as our strike bowlers, so Boland and Nisa just can't get an opportunity. And when they do, they fire. Yes. So it's just yeah. incredibly unlucky, isn't it, that there's such a, a huge depth of Australian quicks at the moment that they just can't get in there. Yeah, it is unfortunate, but good for Australian cricket. And you can stream every NFL game this season live on NFL Game Pass. Visit nflgamepass.com. After the break, Coons, we got your top seven, which uh, I'm really looking forward to. And later in the show, we've got a chat with Tim Silvers, the CEO of the Adelaide Crows. This is Sports Day. Back after this. Listening to Sports Day for Kia, the seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. That's what it sounds like. Savvy Fantasia. I know you might have missed it going into the break. We had the Frio song and coming yeah, out of the I break, the, the, the Sun song. And uh, Mario from Maslin's speech, he's been on fire tonight. He wants to know whether I'll be calling the blockbuster Frio <laughs> Gold Coast game. You'll uh, have a busy weekend, won't you? Well, I, I, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Never count your, count your chickens. You'll have three or four games. You'll, you'll be out at Mount Barker. I would say, calling a game out there and we'll probably to, get the Thursday night blockbuster as well. I get to call the Hawks at Norwood Oval. Um, that'd be uh, that'd be nice. Joel, if you're listening. Bucket, <laughs> bucket list one, is it? <laughs> call call yeah. your team live yeah. on and radio. try not to be biased. Uh, all right, <laughs> it's time for the Kia Top 7, the seven-seat. Kia Sorento is a large SUV and Adam Cooney, your top seven. My top seven games I'm looking forward to in season 2023 with the, the nice. full fixture being released during the week. I've poured over every single game and analysed every one of them and I've come up with seven. I don't have the grand final rematch in there. I don't have the Easter Monday game in there. I don't have Rankin versus the Suns in there. But I do have coming in at number seven, Carlton Collingwood. This is going to be round 10. So uh, we know what happened, the fireworks round 23 last year. And I think these will be two seriously good sides in season 2023. And they will be massive, massive crowd at that one in round 10 at the MCG. It'll be 90, huge, 90,000-plus. 90, 90, yep. So that'll be a cracker. Number six, I've got Jason Horn Francis facing the old mob. Unfortunately, this one is in round nine at Blunston Arena. So that takes a little bit of jam out of the donut for me, but I think it'll be a pretty fiery encounter. I think there's a little bit of bad blood between the two. A few North uh, Melbourne players have already sort of uh, slyly uh, voiced their disapproval of him leaving. Uh, so I think that'll be a fiery clash. Like Dreamtime at the G coming in at number five. Um, it's, it's very an amazing high. game. It's very high. 
Yes, but it's a it's a terrific game. Um, hopefully, it's a a good encounter too with with Essendon and Richmond. As I spoke about before, they're sort of two sides, and we don't really know what we're going to get with them in um, in the next year. So, but it's always a cracking game. They'll be eighty five thousand plus. Their atmosphere is always awesome at night too. Number four is the showdown. Uh, just about the only rivalry that, that's really fiercely contested uh, over a long period of time left in the AFL. The, the Western Derby is um, similar, but there's a bit more spice in the showdowns, I think. So they're always uh, epic encounters. Um, it was a good one last year as there well with Jordan Dawson. Uh, number three, I have got the King's Birthday Clash with Brody Grundy facing his old side uh, for the first time at the MCG. Uh, obviously, Melbourne and Collingwood will face off there. Uh, always a, a, an amazing game. Number two is Anzac Day. Easily the best home and away game um, of the year. I've been lucky enough to play in one of those um, for the Bombers. And, and, and it can't make number one. It's easily the best game, but it's not the best game. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, no, because the the best game that I'm the, well, this is no, this is the that's the best game. But the one yes. I'm looking forward to most is the first game of the year, right? When the AFL season kicks off, and that's the season opener with Carlton and Richmond. Got the Chockies last year, the Blues, first time for a very long time they've beaten Richmond in the season opener. So um, I'm all I'm, I'm I put it at number one because is because it is the first game of the AFL season and it kicks off a massive year. And, and it's a massive lead-in, isn't it? The, the weeks before, all the footy shows come back. Everyone's talking footy for at least a couple of weeks out from that game. And when it finally hits the screen or you wander off to uh, the G, will you be going to the first game? Well, I'm not too sure if I'll be going, working, um, going as a spectator or sitting at home watching Getting Ready for Work in the morning yet. That re remains to be seen. But I will be watching it nonetheless. And I think Carlton, uh, as uh, as they did last year, well, it's this year, but last season, with a sort of a real uh, exclamation point on it after some hype leading into the season went bang. And I think they might do that again this year. Uh, early early tip that you're going with Carlton. <laughs> yeah, really <laughs> early tip. As long as they don't uh, all break down and get injured over the Christmas break and uh, all have osteitis pubis in February, I, I think Carlton might win that one, yeah. <laughs> uh, that top seven was also brought to us by Tire Power. Brands you can trust like Maxxis Tires. The big holiday sale is on now. Uh, after the break, Coons, we're going to speak to... Well, I had a chance to chat with him unfortunately you can make it today but I caught up did with some heavy Tim. lifting for me I did uh, caught up with Tim Silvers from the Adelaide Crows and uh, he's going to talk all things going but tomorrow night we've only got a short show uh, Dan Menzel and myself will be here half hour show because the cricket starts the big bash is back tomorrow night and the thunder take on the stars in Canberra Nice. Who's your, are you, you're a Strikers man? Yeah. A Hawks yeah. supporter in the AFL? Surely yeah. you support the Strikers in the Big Bash. Yeah, I'm a Strikers man. Um, and uh, did the uh, ground announcing for him for a few years. That was good oh, fun. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. They've they got a that couple of fun. imports. Colin de Gronholm's in, isn't he? Rashid Khan back. Rashid Khan back. De Gronholm. Um, they've gone with the youth policy with de Gronholm and uh, Chris Lynn. Back. Chris Lynn? <laughs> Chris Lynn is now a striker. Right. Oh, that's a big pickup. So, is he still whacking sixes, or is he, as he is. you mentioned, the youth policy? Of course he is. So, no, no. Yeah, you still hit him. Still hit him, all right, Lenny. So I'm, I am looking forward to seeing how Chris Lynn goes with the strikers over the summer because he had a, had a couple of lean years in the BBL, yep. um, but his season sort of overseas. There's a couple of good performances overseas. So 
maybe he's just what the strikers need. And they're under pressure because the girls have won the title. That's it. So under pressure to back up now and make Adelaide proud. Put, put the pressure on on the guys to uh, to get over the line as well. Adam Hose from England is the other, I guess, um, import big import. name import. And Cameron Boyce is back at the Strikers as well after a couple of years of the Renegades. Again, the youth policy coming into play. Cameron Good. Boyce uh, back into the lineup. So they play Wednesday night, and you'll hear that on SENSA and all across the SEN network. The BBL is um, coming to your ears loud and clear, crystal clear on the app. So make sure you tune in for the BBL. Hey, uh, we got to have a break, Coons. That was a really good top seven, mate. Well done. No, thank you very much. I'm looking forward to these hard-hitting questions uh, with Tim Silvers that you've done for me. So I, I thank you for that. And I look forward to uh, dissecting it post-chat. More Sports Day after the break. This is Sports Day for Kia, the seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Welcome back to Sports Day SA. Paul Bonzer, Adam Cooney with you. You can be part of the show on the week's open line. Discover exceptional customer service. Weeks homes discover different. Text in on 0427 154 166. Now, uh, Coons, um, we're almost uh, at the point where we have a very special guest on the show, but I had to catch up with our guests earlier in the day uh, because you were unavailable. What were you doing during the day? Well, I've got to work. Some oh. of us uh, have got a couple of jobs to to uh, pay re- the bills. So a real job. <laughs> I, was doing my, I was doing my day job uh, cutting grass and uh, making sure the lawns were looking nice and tidy around the Geelong area. So, unfortunately, I couldn't catch up with your man. So, you've done some heavy lifting for us, and I appreciate that. Well done, boss. Yeah, we caught up with, um, well, I was lucky enough to chat with CEO of the Adelaide Footy Club, Tim Silvers. And uh, it, was, it, it was a good, nice little chat. Good. Hopefully you, you hit him up with all the all the tough questions and uh, look forward to this and then we'll have a little bit of a chat off the back of it and hopefully you did a good job. All right, here it is. Our next guest is brought to us by Toolkit Depot, your trade pro partner. Nail your Christmas shopping list at Toolkit Depot with a huge range of top tool brands. And joining us is the CEO of the Adelaide Footy Club, Tim Silvers. Welcome to Sports Day, Tim. Uh, thanks for having me on board. Now, firstly, uh, what do you think Gather Round brings to the state? What does it mean for the state of South Australia? I, I think it's really exciting. Um, our Premier obviously was really strong in, in achieving it for the state and it puts us on the on the national stage and also gives us the opportunity um, to promote footy in this state. Uh, we're going we're gonna to not play any games in the sample or any junior games so it's all going to be focused on AFL for that one weekend and we're just trying to get as many fans back to the footy as possible and hopefully there'll be a real flow-on effect um, over the next sort of 12 months into not only participation, but also getting fans back to Adelaide Oval because you would have seen post-COVID there's been some hesitancy for that. And, yeah, we're hopeful of just getting some massive, massive crowds for, for that entire weekend. And we're, we as a club really support it and we can't wait. Did the club play uh, a big part in winning the tender, I guess, for, the, for want of a better term? Uh, I don't want to overplay my hand, to be to be honest. But we we did we did support the premier and the government departments on who to speak to, uh, what sort of pitches that were probably relatable, and you know how we could pinch it really off New South Wales. Because there's no doubt when it was um, conceived as an idea, it was about giving it to a developing state to promote the game. But 
the focus then became how could South Australia deliver it and deliver it strong because we're a footy passionate state and we think we can have you know massive crowds for nine games over the weekend and that means it'll be an enduring success. It won't be just a one-off. We're hopeful that this will continue for the years to come. Oh, that's great. And the Crows kick off on the Thursday night against the Blues. Uh, do you almost guarantee this being a sellout? Or you'd, we'd love to see it as a sellout, wouldn't we? We would. We would. Uh, um, the tickets and the redemptions have actually got, gone on sale today, which I don't have the actual numbers, but we believe, we believe it's been really strong. We're just really honoured to be able to launch it, launch it in this state, to play the marquee time slot against the big, uh, Victorian powerhouse, and we, we were fortunate enough to knock off the Blues um, uh, towards the end of last year, and we'd love to do the same treatment um, in front of a big home crowd. Sounds like a good plan. Uh, Tim, what about uh, other events around this round? Will there be special dinners and luncheons uh, leading into that Thursday night game? Yeah, it's going to be chock-a-block. Um, I, I don't want to steal the, the thunder of probably the AFL and the, the state government, but it is going to be a full week that includes uh, there's going to be dinners, there's going to be conferences, there's going to be symposiums, there's going to be a lot of the AFL partners in town, there's going to be a, a potentially an AFL major event one of the nights, as well as having all 18 clubs in this state for a minimum of three nights, and there'll be a different community um, There'll be different community consultations, et cetera, with players, and they'll be expected to go out into the um, South Australian community. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be at all levels, and I think it's going to be wonderful for our state, like I said. Great. Fantastic. Now, the AFL draw, the full fixture, has been released as well, and the Crows play four of their first six games at Adelaide Oval. Are you happy with the start, and are you happy with the draw overall? Oh, look, it's, it's unprecedented to play uh, four games in a row at Adelaide Oval. So we, we think we've got a, a wonderful opportunity um, to play a lot of games in front of our fans, but also improve our win-loss record. Because we, be, we need to be tough to beat at home. We need to be strong. We need to make it a fortress. So to um, have those four games is, is quite um, unique and something we'd like to take advantage of. And in terms of the rest of the draw, we, we, we requested to play a couple of the big Victorian games, Victorian teams up front. And we've been fortunate that we play, I think, in our first seven games, we play Richmond, Carlton and Collingwood. So really big drawing teams. And hopefully we can get some of their support over from Victoria and also have a lot of our members and fans there and um, play in front of big crowds. So we're excited by the way our draw starts. We probably would have preferred um, some, some slots, some broadcast slots, into some night games, but uh, we also understand it's a, it's a tough thing for the broadcasters and the, and the AFL to, to manage that. And I think for us, because it only goes to round 15, the broadcast slots, if we play a good brand of footy that our members and fans can be proud of, but hopefully we can get some, some of the night games towards the back end of the year. So just for the people that don't know, there's a club put in a request for how many games you want at uh, certain time slots and certain days um, before the draws brought out and uh, I guess work with the AFL to try and get the best result possible for its fans? Yeah, there's no doubt there's a bit of a negotiation there, but I understand there's a variety of stakeholders. But the, the yeah. key thing is you, you usually only get um, three main requests that, that you work with them on and some of our key priorities 
were, were around getting the big Victorian teams up front. So we were able yep. to secure that with the AFL. Um, the, the rest is it is up to the broadcaster sometimes on the time slot. So like I said before, if we can play um, some really good footy, we'll be able to get some of the marquee slots. But uh, we're really happy with the teams up front. You mentioned the win-loss record there. Uh, um, the expectations of the club moving forward, eight wins last year, finished in 14th spot. Do you have a number on how many wins the, the club would like to achieve this coming season? I, I probably don't want to get that prescriptive. But what what I do know is that every team in the competition right now when you're starting your pre-season is that you you aim for finals. And that, that wouldn't be something that we'd shy away from. But our, our expectation internally is that we've got to play a, a more consistent brand of footy. Uh, we need to challenge the best. We need to be more consistent in games. And our kids just need to continue to develop. And we, we think if we can um, structure it that way, um, that our win-loss record will take care of itself. We saw uh, the club The club has been fairly active over the trade period and bringing Isaac Rankin into the club, which is a massive win. And and the draft overall, was was the club happy with uh, where you sit at the moment with the with the, the uh, team list? Yes, we yes we were. Like we were our target for for months out before even the trade period was to secure Isaac Rankin, one of the most talented kids to come out of South Australia. So he was a terrific get. Um, we we gave up our first round pick for him, but we thought that was um, well justified. So to get him into the club only at the tender age of 22 and what he can do, hopefully light up Adelaide Oval is was a really good acquisition. Uh, we've been targeting Max Piccolini. He's been part of our academies for a few years, so we'd committed to him and we pushed back some of our draft picks for points so that we do, didn't lose our second pick. So um, he was to come in, I think, at pick 17. So in effect, got two high, high picks up, up front. And then, you know, a good result for us was to be able to get two more inside midfielders towards the back end of the draft. But in terms of our talent order, both Billy Dowling and both our both our players that came in and Hugh Bond, um, they were they were at the top of our talent order. So um, we thought we thought it was a really good result. Gives a bit more depth in our midfield. Uh, has there been a, a focus from the club to concentrate on South Australian players in the the last couple of seasons, like bringing them back to the club? Uh, no, no doubt it has. You, you can obviously see with um, Jordan Dawson coming in as well as Isaac Rankin both ex-South Australians, and, you know, we, they are in our backyard, so we do keep a close close eye on them. And with Billy Dowling, come, captain of St Peter's, a local school here, that we we do target them. However, it's still when it comes to the crunch, you've got to look at the, the whole suite, the leadership, um, the footy talent. So we, we will put everything into the mix. Um, however, if it is if it is a close decision between two and they are a South Australian, we, we pick the South Australian first, no doubt. What about uh, the naming of the captain for season 2023? Is there an estimated time when that will be named? Um, it seems we've got a bit of a bit of a run in the press over the last. <laughs> Has week. a little. Um, uh, um, it probably doesn't change for us in terms of time. Timings. We'd be looking around that sort of mid-February time when we when we um, uh, make decisions on our leadership group, and then also in effect our. Our captaincy, so uh, nothing, nothing probably changes there. Rory Sloan's been a, a magnificent leader for us for for a long, long time, and he's also 
recovering from a knee injury and he's doing a, just a wonderful job off the field and also training the house down himself. So we're focusing on getting him back and you know making decisions for captaincy uh, early next year. Yeah, well, it's good news for the club that uh, Rory's up and about early in the in the preseason. Now let's move on to Thebby Oval. It's uh, it's finally been been named as your new home. When do developments start there at Thebby? How far away are we from getting started there? Well, there's a little bit to go in terms of progression with um, our community consultation there. We had some success over the last month where we got approval to move on to the second stage where we had a heads of agreement with the, with the City of West Torrens that's been um, agreed and signed, which was terrific. Now we're going into our master plan redesign with um, a lot of stakeholders that, that are having input. So we're progressing that and we'll progress that over, over the next couple of months. So we're hopeful that we'll get um, our master plan approved around sort of April of next year and be able to pro- proceed with um, delivering and building a new home um, you know, later on that year and potentially start construction uh, early next year, earlier the following year, sorry. And it'll be exciting so for your women's still team. still a way to go. Oh, I'm sure, yeah, but th- it's good news that uh, you're going in the right direction there. And it will be great news for your very successful women's program as well because they will play the home games at Thebby, won't they, down the track? Yes, oh, couldn't agree with you more. We, we've got the most successful women's team in the competition and I think we're the only club in the comp that doesn't have their own home. So it's been a, a focus of ours, not just mine, but, but the entire club to give the girls a home that they deserve. So um, it's a priority. We'd like to be playing our home games by um, August 2025. And yeah, it potentially um, would just be a boon for not only our club, but also the industry. Now, your memberships are up and running as well. And I see on social media there's a, a, a bronze membership, like a four-game membership, will in, which will include the gather round against Carlton. Um, pretty exciting. And, and now it's time to uh, jump on board the Crows if people want to become a member, isn't it? Oh, yes. The, the backbone and the lifeblood of the club is through their membership base. And we had over 63,000 member supporters through last year, which was terrific. Uh, we've just surpassed 40,000 um, pre-Christmas, which is a great result. But um, if you're a supporter, you haven't joined up, I, I call out to you to get on board, support our club. We're heading in the right direction. We've got a great coach in Matthew Nix. Uh, we've got a, some wonderful leaders and some, and some good kids coming through. So now's the time to get on board and also then redeem your free ticket. You get a 12th, an extra home game through the gather round. So, um, you know, the... The positive around having the gather round in South Australia is that you get a, you get an extra game at no charge. So I'd, I'd love all our supporters to get on board and support the support the Adelaide Crows. Yeah, great news. And and look, I want to give the club a little bit of a pat on the back here in regards to Paul Seedsman. You've rookied Paul uh, for the coming season, but uh, he's also had some good news in the last few days. They've had a bub. Yes, yes. Congratulations to uh, Paul and Alice. Um, some some wonderful news. He's had a, he's had a really tough twelve months personally. Um, you know, with these concussion symptoms that have sort of dragged on for the, for the last twelve months, which is, which has been really challenging for him and and Alice and and his family. But he's a wonderful person. Has been a terrific player for us in twenty twenty one All Australian nominee. And you know, we're going to get it. Hopefully, get him back and going 
and be with us uh, in season 2023. Mate, that's, uh, it's great news. And again, well done to the club for supporting, uh, supporting one of the very good players at the club, Paul Seedsman. Uh, Tim, look, thanks for your time. I know you're a very busy man leading into Christmas. Have a nice uh, break over the Christmas and New Year and uh, all the best uh, when uh, we hit 2023. Thanks, guys. Love to speak to you in season 23. Tim Silver's there from the Adelaide Football Club and uh, the Crows, they're on the way up. There you go. Coons, our chat with... Uh... Tim Silvers from the Adelaide Footy Club had a few interesting things to say, didn't he? Yeah, well done. You asked all the hard-hitting questions. So all of my <laughs> notes, you covered over and, and did it well. So, well, thanks uh, for sending those good, through. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very good interview. Uh, the, the, the SA talent um, over sort of uh, Vic or WA or anywhere else um, around the country is an interesting point of discussion, isn't it? Because yeah, clearly uh, targeting Dawson to come back ranking, Thilthorpe uh, and the father-son, Max Michelini, this year. It, you, if, if it is a 50-50 one, and what we've seen what's happened at GWS over the last couple of years and, and other states, you don't want to be losing uh, top-end talent after developing developing them for two years. So you can understand if it's a 50-50 call going for the, the SA talent. Um, getting those kids back home. And then it's just one less headache you have to worry about. He's obviously got a lot on his plate at the moment with Theberton, as he mentioned, and, mm. and everything happening next year. So just to tick off some of those boys who you know are going to come home to SA and stay there for the rest of their careers is a real positive for the Adelaide Crows. And I think it helps that they've got some serious talent too. I mean, Dawson, Rankin will just about be the highest paid player at the Adelaide Crows in the next few years. So you expect him to take that next level and become maybe a, a top line midfielder. You don't want to be paying him 900 grand to be sitting in the forward pocket and having 13 or 14 disposals and hit and miss every now and then. So, And I think Phil Thorpe will develop into a really strong key position player. So I like what they've done and their strategy over the last couple of years, getting some homegrown talent back and also drafting them. Do you think that's a key for all clubs now? They're looking to recruit from their own states across the whole AFL? <laughs> Well, it's pretty easy for Victoria because the the bulk of the lads uh, play over here and uh, and the NAB League now is a very strong talent pool. I think seven players got picked up from one NAB yep. League club in the under-18s this year. So it's it's easy for them. Uh, it's, uh, it's a tough one for Western Australian clubs as well because it is so far away. And when you go from Western Australia to Victoria or, or Sydney, it's a long way to go. I mean, yeah. if you get a weekend off, sometimes it can be tough to even fly back home for that. Whereas if you're an hour away, a flight from Adelaide to Victoria is obviously a lot easier to do. So it's a tougher plight that the Western Australians have. Although having said that, I mean, they've lured Luke Jackson back to their home state. So it goes both ways a little bit. If you're a strong club and Fremantle will obviously see themselves in a premiership window in the next couple of years. So those those decisions become easier for Western Australians going back home. And I think it's good that we've got some more South Australian talent coming back home to play the footy at the at the power and also uh, Adelaide with obviously the biggest one in the off-season, Jason Horn-Francis. It just makes sense, doesn't it? And I think clubs, while they sort of ignored that and tried to be, oh, no, we're, we're a club where we can hold on to our players, it's sort of uh, some reality hitting some clubs and, and they're focusing on local talent first, maybe. And as you said... Coons, a 50-50 split, and they're probably going to pick their local kid. Yeah, and I think Geelong have done it 
better than just about any other AFL club Agreed. in the last decade, to be honest with you. And the, the homegrown talent that they've picked out from uh, the local leagues at times in Geelong has been astonishing. And if it's not even a 50-50 call with some of those players. They, they've uh, Other recruiters might have identified a player to have more talent than, say, a Tom Stewart or some, someone that they've picked out. But they just have a, an uncanny knack of being able to pick out these guys from Geelong region and the Geelong area and turn them from rookie list players that have been overlooked in the draft to stars of the competition. They've done it time and time again and and they're able to lure kids back home at Town of Bruin after two years so it helps when you win a premiership but I think what the the, the footy program that Geelong have going down there at the moment is so enticing for players to go because their, their football uh, and life balance is, is certainly better than just about every other AFL club and that's why they're um, one of the main reasons they're having so much success at the moment. Good news on uh, Thebert Noble as well. They really do need their own, I guess, destination, especially for their women's program. They've been so successful in AFLW and for the girls to have their own home ground. It might be a few years, but you yep. see the light at the end of the tunnel that as of probably April, the ball will really start rolling. Yeah, and hopefully they get that completed as quickly as possible. But, yeah, final stages now, ticking all that off. And, yeah, as you said, hopefully the build starts in April and they get going and the AFLW have a have their own home ground to have some more success and, and the players have a... Uh, a new base out of Thebiton. What's the general public feeling about the move to Thebiton in Adelaide? Uh, I hear there's a few natives that are restless about the idea. I think only a, a few Thebiton natives that, that <laughs> sort, of, sort of live local and, and think that it might disrupt their nice quiet walk on a Saturday or a Sunday. Um, but I, I think look, that, I I think that yeah. might be true. Yeah, I, look, I, I think I think there'll there'll be a lot for the community when they build it. There'll be cafes, there'll be restaurants, there'll be a skate park. So there'll be enough green areas for people to still walk around the area. That was one big concern of some of the local residents. But I think that will be part of the whole rebuild of of that area. I, I, th- I yeah. yeah, I just think it's an exciting thing. It's it's five minutes, as you know, it's five minutes from town. It's uh, really the perfect spot. Yeah. I think the central location helps the city as a whole too in, in terms of sort of tourism. It's easy if uh, AFLW teams and supporters want to travel over, you can stay in the city and walk to to games. Uh, hopefully they have a few people out at training as well, the AFL uh, men's side. 40,000 members already yes. is a really positive um, outcome. Hopefully they can break the membership record coming up in 2023. So Crow supporters are pretty optimistic, I think, at this time of year. Uh, every every team's optimistic this time of year. Now, <laughs> there is one team that's more than op- optimistic. They are absolutely flying, and that's the Adelaide Giants. wins in a row for the Adelaide Giants. Eric Balnard the, from the Giants there. Fantastic on commentary. A Canadian, not American. So he's got that oh, he's uh, real Canadian, twang. 
Yes. yes. Uh, but he was more excited than uh, just about, I think, the players would have been at that stage. But they they did it late, didn't they? they like in the ninth innings, they, didn't they? Went bang, bang, bang. Yeah, three runs in the final innings. They now have a 15-5 and five record. Five games clear of their division. Two divisions in the ABL. Um, but they got a big weekend this weekend. Perth Heat is uh, a rival of the Giants, and they take them on in four games down at West Beach this weekend. What about our man? Should I mention? Well, should can, I mention yeah, Quincy? You can mention. He's Quincy. gone cold since he spoke to us. <laughs> he <laughs> He's might still be searching us. for the elusive 250th home run. We pumped him up so much. We thought he'd get it done on the weekend and didn't even get one. So he's still got two to go. Still chasing uh, the two. Yes, 50. I believe it's still uh, two to go. So uh, I'm sure Quincy will get there in time. He's he's a fantastic player. But uh, maybe this weekend on Friday night, Coons. I don't know if you've seen this. Well, I know I know you've seen it because I sent you an image. Um, the yes. Adelaide Giants will be wearing a replica jersey of the Red Can, the West End <laughs> Red Can. This is brilliant. The original Red Beast. It uh, makes you want to have an ale, doesn't it? When you just look at that top, yeah, it's got the beautiful black, white and red logo. And just unfortunate that uh, the gorgeous cans of West End Draft, which is what my first beer was a West End Draft. When, as everybody's soon as I first turned, beer in South Australia uh, was a West End Draft. Yeah. As soon as I turned 18, uh, that's when I had my, my first beer um, at the back of the football club at the, the Falcons. But no, it's a, it's a good-looking jersey, and it's just unfortunate the brewery's not there anymore. Yeah, it is a little bit unfortunate, but you can still get the red cans. And they're going to be $6 on Friday night, so head down to West oh, Beach beauty. and support the Giants. They're on an absolute massive roll. Mate, we're almost out of time. Uh, we've had some fun again tonight. Monday night is becoming best a thing. show we've done this week, I reckon. I reckon. I reckon. It's mm. right up there with uh, yeah, <laughs> the only one we've done. Um, got much on tonight, apart from this? Just going home, having um, a sleep now? I mean, you're already home, but having a sleep? Yeah. Just do my uh, core, my sit-ups and push-ups and head to bed, I reckon. That is an out. Same as you. An out, yes, an outright lie from both of us. Hey, thanks, uh, thanks, mate. Uh, it's been good, and we'll see you again very soon, hey? Sounds good. Thanks, Keynes. This has been Sports Day SA. We'll see you tomorrow. You're listening to Sports Day for Kia. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer.